Welcome to Fran Talk, where we talk all things franchising. Fran Talk is brought to you by Success Franchise Advisors. Our expertise, your franchise success. Let's get started. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to our presentation today, brought to you by Success Franchise Advisors. I am delighted to have with us today Amy Schlosser and Albert Hermans with Floor Coverings International, an absolute giant in the franchise flooring space, which is a, what, $100 billion a year industry, I believe, in the U.S. alone. Uh, these guys have been in franchising in this space for, gosh, three or four decades, so uh, obviously they are not new to the game. I really thank you both so much for joining me today. With that, Albert, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you get us started. Just tell us anything and everything you want about floor coverings, and then after your presentation, I'll probably have some uh, Q&A for you. Awesome. Well, Mark, we really appreciate you uh, allowing us to join. We're really excited to work with uh, the Success Franchise Advisors and, and, and help you all uh, of course, uh, make some placements in what is a really exciting industry. Um, and uh, just by way of introduction, my name is Albert. Uh, I lead our franchise development team here at Floor Coverings International. Um, and uh, it's my job to make sure that all of the um, uh, advisors on your team know who we are and what's best. Um, but I also do work with your clients as well, and our team will as well. Our day-to-day -day is very much uh, Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting we know that you have needs for your clients. And so I'm um, also happy to introduce Amy Schlosser to all of you. She's our director of broker success. She exists to make sure that all of your consultants inside of your network have everything that they need at all times to be able to best present our brand uh, in order to make sure availability is there via uh, you know, for territories. Um, and at the end of the day, we've got the best in class communication for all of the consultants and advisors uh, that are out there. So um, we're really excited to be here. Floor Coverings International, yes, Mark, we've been in business for 30 plus years um, and we're part of uh, a publicly traded organization called First Service Brands. I'll talk about that here in a moment, but we're really part of this huge industry. So the flooring industry is, is the largest interior remodeling industry. The only other industry inside of home improvement that's larger then the flooring industry is roofing. Now, people tend to think, well, how do you buy, you know, how, how does a franchise, how does a local business compete in the flooring industry? It's such a big industry, and I bet you everybody goes to Home Depot and Lowe's. Well, that's the funny thing. Um, the flooring industry actually is 7% made up of what you see on the left-hand side of my screen, the big box store. So people don't go to Home Depot and Lowe's in this industry, in this huge industry. People go to what you see on the right-hand side of my screen. The industry is a just dramatically fragmented, mom-and-pop-owned showroom industry. Now, back in 2005, when First Service bought this brand, it's been around for, since the late 80s, they bought the brand and they said, you know what? We've built some of the biggest names in home improvement. We've built Paul Davis Restoration. We've built Serta Pro Painter. We've built California Closets. We need to take this opportunity to join this huge industry and do something way different. We know that we can build really healthy, profitable, and the premier names in the home improvement industry, but we want to go do it in this flooring industry. We've got a lot of opportunity, but we've got to be completely different. And so what we do is we really understand who our consumer is. Mark, I don't think it's going to surprise you, but the female of the house, 
Mrs. Jones, the female consumer, is the one that in North America that makes the exclusive purchasing decision in our industry. And so we've built our model around that very fact. What we do is we turn a retail business, whether it's traditionally a retail business, on its head. And we create a shop at home experience for our consumers. So what our franchise owners and their sales teams do is they take the mobile flooring showroom that has over 3,000 product SKUs of sampling, hardwood, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, carpet, backsplash, area rugs, you name it, to Mrs. Jones's home. So that Mrs. Jones can shop in the lighting of her own home next to her furniture. She's not that ping pong ball going back and forth to the store with different samples. And we can create a consultative environment inside of her home. Ask questions. If you've got a family with two dogs and young kids, well, we can make a recommendation because we're in your home about what's best for your lifestyle. And all of this, and this kind of creating a shop at home and traditionally retail, kind of like the Amazon effect, you know, just retail killer. Um, this has made us the number one flooring company in North America, period. And we measure that by net promoter score. So our customers tell us that we are the very best. And a lot of it has to do with the shop at home experience. A lot of it has to do with being locally owned and operated. A lot of it has to do with our having really low overhead and being nimble in the marketplace. But our franchise owners love the fact that they can go into their local marketplaces, boast the fact that they are the very best. But also, this flooring industry, man, um, Maybe off the bat, on the surface, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, flo a flooring business and scratching your head, tilting your head sideways. But this is an exciting industry. Our franchise owners love that they can say they're the best and they completely create HGTV moments with their customers. When we go and we do work inside of somebody's home and you remodel your floors in your house, it's like you're walking into a brand new home. And so if uh, you are the type of person that wants to go and create an amazing experience for your consumers, but also provide that HGTV experience, that dramatic shock and awe of a home remodel. That's what our franchise owners love to do every single day. And I mentioned before that we're owned by a publicly traded company. This kind of this backing and, and systems and support that we have all comes from the company called First Service. Stock symbol is FSV. They've owned and created the brands that you see here on the screen, the very best in home improvement, created an industry at California Closets. Um, and because we're backed by this large brand, we take this very unique approach to this flooring industry and we've systematized, if that's a word, we've systematized the ability for an entrepreneur to scale and grow this business. And we do that through what we call our journey. Now the journey is the methodology that we have to take a franchise owner from startup to scale. Now what you see here on my screen is how this business grows and scales. And I'm gonna quickly explain it to you without boring uh, you or without uh, uh, making this too complex. What you'll notice is when the franchise owner opens our business, they have two people in their business. They have the owner themselves and an office manager. They go through this six month learning period before they're ready to scale the business. And the way that this business scales, just take a look at as you notch up from step one to step two, step three to step four, is by adding what we call design associates, those are salespeople, and 
those mobile flooring showrooms, look along the bottom here, into the business. This business is extremely scalable. I mean, if you wanted to scale a brick and mortar business, you'd have to spend a hundred grand every time on a build out and leases and all that stuff, retail space. In order to scale this business, we hire a design associate, which is a salesperson, and we bring on a vehicle lease, which is a mobile showroom. And certainly in one of our territories, you can scale unlimited in unlimited fashion in just one of our territories. And so it's a, it's a business that's easy to scale. It's about sales management, managing those uh, design associates that are going in and doing those in-home consultations. And because this is the way that our business scales, this methodology is proven, um, there are a couple key factors that we're looking for in potential candidates. Um, number one, we're looking for, of course, somebody that's open to home improvement. They've gotta be uh, you know, willing to come in and look at the home improvement industry, but they've gotta be a leader. They've got to be willing to raise up and lift up others. They've hired and fired before, but they've also got to be wanting to scale a business. Like I talked about going from that one mobile showroom to two, that two to three, that three to four. And the reason why is because when you do that as an owner, you're able to achieve the building of equity. We know that if a business has staff, it's got really strong equity value. We also know that if a business has staff, it can create a work-life balance. Certainly, um, the fact that we're not a retail uh, business, we're not a restaurant, we're not a retail concept, um, that helps work-life balance as well because you can set your appointment hours. Um, somebody that wants to be their own boss, take control of their own destiny, and yes, when you scale a business, you certainly create a business that uh, can replace a substantial income. Uh, just doing some quick back of the napkin math here. If you take a calculator, you could double check me on these metrics. When one of our mobile showrooms goes out there into the field and acquires three customers in a week, you take the number three in a handy dandy calculator, you multiply that by our average ticket. Our average ticket is $7,000 because we're selling the flooring and the, uh, the, the flooring itself, the materials and the labor to get it installed. High average ticket. Uh, so you take three, you multiply by $7,000, $21,000. Uh, per week in sales with three transactions. So if you multiply that by a 48 week work year, that's a million dollars pretty much on the nose. So when we look at this business's ability to replace income via scaling with two mobile showrooms, doing a million dollars each, two mobile showrooms, it's $2 million business. And so yes, this is a business that when a client is looking for a scalable business that they can make a really, really good income in, we certainly could do it here at Floor Coverings International and not a whole lot of employees as well. So just to give you an idea about where the, the backgrounds of, of these folks come from, you know, some of our franchise owners, Deb DeFisser up in Phoenix, Arizona, top left-hand corner of my screen, she came from tech sales. They have Raynell Solano, uh, bottom left-hand corner of my screen, Houston, Texas. He comes from the oil and gas industry. Uh, you've got Jose and Jen Elias, they both kind of understood the home. Uh, they were realtors. So you have, uh, uh, we have a lot of our franchise owners are, are females, husband and wife teams that you see here on the screen, uh, ex-military. Uh, but at the end of the day, the thing that ties together the experiences of all of our franchise owners are they like to lead, they want to build a large business, and they really take a lot of pride in wowing their customers and creating a really great um business that is part of their local community. So a couple more important bullets that you should know about our brand. We are 
the best of the best. And I told you we're the number one flooring company in North America. But some other important things um, for you all to know is Franchise Business Review has rated us the highest in franchisee culture. We have an amazing peer-to-peer culture. You know, franchise owners across the country, they rate the best thing about this brand is their relationships with each other, franchisee to franchisee. Yes, we have great support and training, but that culture in the field is something that is uh, shined bright in our organization. And our franchisee performance does as well. Um, Year one franchisees here average over $600,000 in sales. The top 50% of our businesses are over 1.8 million in sales. Uh, we talked about franchisee profitability already, and it is a really exciting time here at Floor Coverings International. Um, everybody, when they begin to investigate franchising, they think about McDonald's, they think about Subway, and they start to wonder when they're going to have their Super Bowl ad. And we know that that's not the, the reality uh, for 99.9% of franchise brands. But one of the things that would comfort your clients that you're working with and a lot of people that are working with our brand is we are becoming a household name in this flooring industry in over 15 marketplaces in North America currently. Uh, we have what's called marketing cooperatives, where we're doing large scale marketing like you see here on the right side of our screen. So uh, that that client candidate, somebody looking into a business is looking for the ability to get into a franchise to leverage a name brand. Certainly the case here at Floor Coverings International. And our investment is built for individuals that want to scale a business. What you'll notice is, is that our investment roughly is $200,000 all in. Um, there are four uh, components to our initial investment. Obviously, you have your franchise fee, which is for the intellectual training, uh, onboarding, coaching that goes along with grand opening of business. We have our opening package that's for all the tangible goods that you need to start a business. I mean, down to t-shirts and laptops and tablets and business cards pop-up displays for trade shows. That's all in the opening package. Um, but then I mentioned before that this investment's built for scaling. What you'll notice at the bottom of my screen is that we also want our business owners to come in with roughly $80,000 when you combine the bottom two figures you see here on my screen that are liquid capital that gets spent throughout the first year so that our franchise owners can focus on adding mobile showrooms and adding people into the business and not wondering if they came in with enough capital in order to do so. So at the end of the day, we're in a huge industry. We do something that's completely different and we're disrupting it. And we're looking for folks that want to scale a large profitable business. Um, Mark, I wanted to intentionally leave some time for Q&A. Um, so that's what I like to share uh, as far as what I planned today. Um, but I'm ready for all the questions that you have, Mark. Uh, whenever you are, I'm here for you. All right. I really appreciate that. Hey, I, I, I think I want one now. Um, you, you got me sold. <laughs> Funny, I'm just going to make a silly joke real quick, but you mentioned that, yes, you're right, the female uh, makes all the in-home decisions. I've been a single guy for, for many, many years, but shortly after my divorce, ordered a bunch of new furniture from Rooms to Go, and uh, shockingly, 90% of the stuff that showed up was not what I actually ordered. And I went on my Facebook and I said, thanks for reminding me what it's like to be married, my order arrived and it's not what I wanted. <laughs> so uh, question about, you, you, you referenced, uh, <laughs> you referenced the, the one mobile showroom covering about three jobs a week and that's, that's doing very, very well. Is that pretty much maxing out 
that uh, that mobile showroom. If I got one van, one one mobile showroom uh, doing three, is that my cue that it's time to look at getting my second? Yeah, pretty. I mean, I'm not maxing out, but it's the, it's the cue that you should be looking to get your second. So, so actually, it's no, it's not maxing out, but yes, it's your cue you should be looking at the second because we don't okay. want to add capacity when you're completely tapped and you're drained, right? You've got to still have a little bit in, in the tank to be able to right. bring in and onboard the next one. Um, but that's certainly an indicator, Mark. The way I got to three sales, by the way, rough uh, kind of a decent estimate for, uh, I hate to use the word estimate twice, but a decent estimate for a number of estimates or consultations that one of our salespeople or mobile firms will do in a week is eight. And then our company-wide closing ratio, which is the percentage of those consultations that convert into sales, is 40%. And that's where I got the number three from. Okay. These, uh, these mobile showrooms, do they place the order through you all, and then they show up to the franchisees all, all wrapped and fitted up and, and everything? Yes and no, again. Uh, so, so yes, they place the order with a third-party company, but um, it's a third-party fleet management company, Merchant Services. They place the order with them. They ship them the vehicle. They, they take care of the lease. They also take care of wrapping the vehicle, putting the product sampling in the vehicle, um, all the things to make it to our specs. That way, the, the franchise owner has to do no heavy lifting. They could just drive it off and get going. So that thing shows up, I mean, ready to hit the road. Absolutely, yeah. Are most of your franchisees leasing them or buying them? Leasing them. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, the reason why is because the, the leasing program that we have through Merchants is a, a lease-to-own program. So, um, you know, it's a four-year lease. If in the, at the end of the fourth year, start of your fifth year, you're thinking, man, I haven't put a lot of miles in this vehicle. It still runs well. I want to keep it. I want to buy it. If you make equal payments in that fifth year, you own it in the sixth. Um, or you get to that fourth year and you're like, man, I beat this thing up. I need a new one. Well, let's go get a new lease. And uh, yeah, I could definitely say, I mean, obviously it's going to get some miles put on it, but it's not like it's a route-based delivery truck that's racking up 500 miles a day. I mean, so Correct. talk to me a little bit about ramping up. You mentioned you start small. Is it office-based? Is it home-based to start? So all of our franchise owners uh, would traditionally have roughly 1,000 to 1,500 square feet worth of light industrial commercial space. Again, we're not a retail business. Um, mm -hmm. But the manufacturers that we work with, they do not ship materials, hardwood, carpet, to the consumer's homes. So right. what they'll do is they'll ship it to the, the small footprint that our franchise owners have. Now, traditionally, these types of spaces have a little bit of office space in the front. So that's just a matter of preference. Does the franchise owner in the beginning want to work from their house and have their have their uh, uh, little uh, landing place nearby? Or do they want to work from the office in front of their landing place? That's up to them. And then as far as the logistics of the install stuff, do you just find local installers and, and subcontract? Yeah, the installation is subcontracted. Um, and, and what they'll do is they'll come to the... Uh, the uh, location space, pick up the materials, take it to the job site, do the installations. Um, that's actually the installation labor is the reason why our parent company, First Service, and I'm sure you've heard of CertiPro Painters before. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, our CEO, Tom Wood, was a co-founder at CertiPro. The reason why he bought this business was because of the installation labor in our industry. Because our ticket's as high as it is, you only need to do those three installations a week to do a million dollars in sales. There's not a lot of labor management. And... These subcontracted flooring installers, just think about this for a second. They're not day labor. Like they're not landscapers. In order to install a floor, you have to be a specialty trained installed technician. So these guys are much easier to manage. They're more like our HVAC guys that come to our house than they are like our landscapers, if that makes sense. Yep. 
Are they expensive? Are they hard to find? So uh, expensive? No, that they cost money, but you know, we, we charge margin on their labor and the consumers pay for it. So uh, um, you know that, that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, and then the, uh, the hard to find? No, you'd be shocked. So um, this industry is so huge. They are, uh, they're everywhere. Um, and there's a couple of unique things that we do to help attract and retain these folks. This most simplest answer, Mark, and this is going to shock you. These people are used to, these contractors are used to getting paid on net 30 or net 60 terms. So we just pay them when the job's done. And then they want to come work for us because they're getting their money fast. Uh, there are a lot of other things, but that's like the big thing. What's a, what's a typical sales cycle look like? So uh, again, so oftentimes it, it, if you put something in a completely different perspective, it, it's, it's, it's just much easier to wrap your head around. My wife and I want to repave our driveway. We call the company out. We like them. We like the price. We're ready to go. When you when you are invited into somebody's home, one of our franchise owners or their design associates, they're invited into somebody's home. They are absolutely at the point of ready to make a decision. Well, if you're going to take the time to invite a company over, they're going to buy flooring. The question is whether or not they're going to choose us. So um, what we see traditionally is half of the time that we're going out there uh, on sales landed. We're earning the business right there on, on the same visit. The other half of the time, customer might want, might want to think about it. They might want to check a different color out. They might just want to uh, sleep on it. And we're calling them back on a follow-up phone call to earn their business. Um, so there's a high intent to buy when we get through the front door. Are your franchisees tapped into any financing options you see all the time? You know, oh, pay $99 a month or whatever, the, the window uh, installers and manufacturers, they're notorious for no payments for a year and blah, 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 which obviously relies on third-party lendings. Are y'all tapped in anything like that so that Sally homeowner can get that $7,000 job and pay a hundred bucks a month or whatever? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, there's a reason why these other companies do it. There's a reason why Home Depot has a credit card because mm -hmm. people use it. What's the territory like and what do you have in terms of availability? I mean, you guys are well over 160 uh, uh, franchisees right now. What's left? How big is a typical protected territory? So we have over 400 territories open right now. And, and so uh, in most 90% of the major metro areas out there, we either have availability uh, if you do a territory check or if you do a territory check, we don't have availability. There'll be a neighboring territory that's open. The uh, It's hard to say exactly where. Uh, you know, There are uh, uh, two cities, though, that I'll mention that we do not have availability. And Mark, one of them is the one that you're sitting in right now. Raleigh, yeah, we do not have availability in Raleigh. And Charlotte is the other one. Otherwise, you name a marketplace and we've got opportunities. Fantastic to know. Talk a little bit about some of your, your, your big franchisee success stories. What are your, some of your bigger franchisees in terms of staffing uh, mobile showrooms? Oh, oh, my goodness. I mean, so um, I'll give you the top 25% the top of our businesses uh, average at about $3 million in sales. And so that'll tell you off the bat that that's likely a four mobile showroom business. Um, okay. That's top quarter. Um, and uh, just to give you a couple of success stories, a couple of, you know, for instances, our largest franchisee is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. He's a $10 million business. He's got six salespeople. Uh, he's got uh, four people that work in the back office. Himself is you know, active in the business. Uh, we've got another business that I'm thinking of. Uh, Mike Erickson is, is the franchise owner. He's got three salespeople. Uh, he's got two people in the back office. Uh, he himself likes to be in the business development role, so he's running sales. 
Uh, they run an $8 million business on that many sales people, believe it or not. Um, so the business is extremely scalable. What we find is, Mark, that um, you can scale this business to be what you want it to be. And so we've got a lot of franchise owners. Uh, I gave you some numbers before. They're doing $1.52 million. They're sitting pretty. You know, they got great work-life balance. Uh, you know, so so you, if you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, how come the guy, you know, that, that's got maybe two or three mobile showrooms doesn't want to be the guy in Cherry Hill, New Jersey? Personal preference. What's a, what's realistic expectation? If I came in this business and I said, you know, hey, I, I want to get to, to three mobile showrooms. And I said, no, I want to do it in a month. You're going to tell me that's a little ambitious. What's reasonable to, to scale this business up? So we've... Um, Mark, we, we've, again, been doing this a really long time, and, and uh, the, the answer that the, the, the aggressive listener wants to hear is probably not going to be the answer that they get. Um, you know, we believe in slow, controlled, and profitable growth. Now, my definition of slow might be different than somebody else's, so let me explain. In the very beginning, the franchise owner comes in the business, and they need to learn the business for the first six months. What we know is it's impossible to manage and lead a team of salespeople if you can't walk the walk and talk the talk yourself. It's literally impossible. We know because we've tried it and we've tried some, some case studies, it's not possible. So we say six month learning curve, understand the business, understand the industry, understand the sales process. Then you bring on your first mobile showroom at six month mark. Then it, once that mobile showroom gets settled, the design associate is trained, they've got their feet wet, they are making sales, they are a staple in the business. Then you're ready to bring on your third mobile showroom, your second design associate. That happens in the second 24 months. So again, certainly yes, within the first two or three years, yeah, you could have those three mobile showrooms, no doubt about it. But we want to do it in a way where we're saying, okay, let's get one settled. Are we good? All right, good. Green light. Let's go to the next one. Let's get that one settled. Are we good? Yeah. All right. And so one step at a time. Since uh, you guys have your, your family of brands, Paul Davis, for example, Quite commonly, when those guys are called in, somebody's going to need some new carpet, new flooring for yeah, obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah. Um, same deal with with Certipro. You know, quite commonly, uh, worst part about getting your house painted, it looks all beautiful again, is you realize how crappy your floors look. Do you find your those those family of franchisees kind of cross selling and cross promoting each other? Yeah, there's a ton of it, um, and, and the, the the best thing is that we're all in our in our. Uh, in our spheres of influence in our local marketplaces. Uh, the number one in our industry is it relates to customer service, a lot of great synergies there. Um, but um, one of the unique things that I'll just mention is that it's not forced. And so the the, the programs are there, the, the door is wide open brand to brand, um, but we all know that local business owners at a local level have to be able to have the freedom to refer who they would like to refer. So. The programs are there, the systems are there, but at the same time, the freedom's there as well for franchise owners. Um, Amy, I think you and I talked a little bit about this uh, when you and I were on the phone a couple of weeks ago, but um, supply chain, how does that stuff work? We're living in an economy right now with supply chain issues. What's that impact like on you all and how are you navigating through it? I love talking about supply chain because I knew about supply chain before anybody else did. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, like a year ago, like exactly a year ago, the word supply chain became a buzzword and everybody started going, oh, supply chain, this, supply chain, that, supply chain. Um, we've been dealing with supply chain issues for 18 months. So like it's been a buzzword in this brand long before it made the news. And the, the issues are still there. 
but the pain is not there. So let me explain. 50% of our goods are manufactured domestically. So for, for a lot of the items that we sell, there's, there's no pain, but 50% of them are manufactured internationally. However, 18 months ago, where this is a big pain in our business, we would have franchise owners and design associates go out in the field, go to the consumer's home, sell them a product, go back to the office, place an order, and then we don't know when we're going to get it. That's a very painful conversation to have with a consumer. There's a lot of pain there. Um, now, the supply chain issues are still there. Inventories are, are up and down in certain items, in certain products, certain SKUs. However, all of our manufacturers have gotten smart. They've developed mobile apps. All of our salespeople, all of our design associates have out in the field so that before they bring something into the consumer's home, they can educate them on timeline and or show an equal to or better alternative that's currently in stock. So the, the issues are there, but the pain's not there, if that makes sense, Mark. And if I recall, Amy, when you and I talked about it a little bit, yeah, you have the ability to say, hey, you know, I know you're loving this one. It's going to take me you know, eight weeks to get this one. This one I can have to you in two weeks and it's very, very close and, and allow them to, to make the decision. Yeah, I'll take this and plan B because I want it done quicker. When typically, and, and let's average it out, you know, over longer than, than COVID and supply chain being the buzzword, Sally homeowner places her order. Typically what's, what's turnaround before, you know, her furniture's back in place and she's inviting her friends over to look at her new flooring. We tell all of our customers two weeks. Uh, oh, wow. and, and the reason, yeah, it's two weeks. The reason why we say two weeks is, is because of the variability of, uh, you know, when we'll get the materials. But for a lot of the materials, if we've got it um, in, in a, you know, in a warehouse in Dalton, Georgia, that's the flooring capital of the world. If it's there, it's, it's to the business owner in two to three days. Mm-hmm. But if there's lag time on placing the order, if it might be instead of two to three, there's a snowstorm or something like that. So, so we might get the materials, let's just say within a week. And then lining up installation another week. So we we'd usually tell our consumers, hey, we're going to be within the next two weeks, but you know I'll have an exact time frame when I go back to the warehouse and place the order. Do you guys do much commercial jobs to speak of, or are you primarily residential? So yeah, we do a lot of commercial work, Mark. However, we're not a commercial flooring company. And, and what I mean by that is when we're working with a new franchise owner, we want them to be doing residential work for the first year, year and a half. The reason why is because residential work is high margin, quick cash turns. Customers pay 50% up front, 50% at the end. Great business. Um, but in order to grow and scale, yeah, you've got to extend your tentacles into other verticals in any business. And commercial for us is certainly one of them. But commercial jobs traditionally pay net 30, net 60, net 90, can create a cash flow crunch. So we want our franchise owners to understand that first we're a residential business. Let's first get that base of residential business built, that steady income, steady cash, and then we layer on commercial. So uh, our foundation, if you will, is certainly the homeowner, but yes, we, we've got the products, we've got the sourcing, we've got all that's needed. And a lot of our franchise owners do do commercial work, but they do it on top of the base of residential. Do they ever take on like mega jobs, like a, a big hotel or something? Yeah, I, I, all the time out in the field, you know, we, we hear these stories of, of jobs that are landed. Um, and, uh, you know, I can think of one right now, a franchise owner working with a military base. Uh, and they oh, wow. got in with the military base and they're doing all the military base work. So, um, nice. yeah, short answer is yes, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always a fan in asking this because we're all smart enough to know that no business is perfect. None of us have perfect days at the office. 
And if I don't tell them up front, they're going to find out during validation. But what are some of the headaches? Well, the good news is that this is flooring and it's not open heart surgery. So uh, when there are uh, issues in the business, it's, you know, the thing that resolves it is communication. So I'll give you an example of, of, a, of an issue that will happen out in the field. It's construction. It's home improvement. Mm-hmm. Installation team tears up the floor. And oh, my goodness, there's a hole in the floor. There's a subfloor issue. Uh, maybe there's mold. I don't know. Um, you know, we've got to stop production. We've got to get the installers to, to quit do it, have, call the customer in uh, and problem solve. On a job site, installers have the work plan. They get in there, they're installing a new carpet. They're done with the day. They're doing the walkthrough with the customer. And oh my goodness, they didn't take the carpet into the closet. We get out there, we communicate. Hey, listen, yep, we didn't fit the carpet in the closet. The guy's gonna come back tomorrow, we're gonna finish it. A lot of, we're, the reason why we're the best in the industry as it relates to customer service experience is because we have the same issues everybody else has in this industry. What I'm talking about right now is commonplace in the flooring industry, uh, no matter what type of flooring company you are. But our franchise owners communicate. They're out in the field. Their boots are on the ground. And when you do that with a customer, they can quickly uh, understand that you're not going to run away. You're not going to not fix it. You're not going to steal their money. And very quickly, they're comforted. Nine out of 10 home improvement companies, when an issue arises on a job site, right? Because this stuff happens. That's when their communication suffers. That's when maybe they get they get shy to react or maybe they, they don't show as fast as they need to show. So, um, so ultimately, Mark, I know you asked about, okay, what are the headaches? And I kind of just give you a better context for why we're rated as highly as we are. That's where they are. It's in the imperfections of the jobs. Um, but again, the customer experience is managed by just great communication. How do you define a territory for a franchise? And do you have franchisees that are running multiple territories? So uh, we define a territory based upon market demand. So you know, we do we look at all the same demographics that every other company looks at when they're building territories like income, population, households, and things of that nature. But what we found is, is that it's equally more important, I don't want to say not equally, it's more important to look at actually how much money is being spent in the industry. So we have data that gets provided us provided to us by Experian. It's called Experian Mosaic data. And that data is able to tell us literally in every zip code in North America, how much residential flooring sales get done in every zip. Um, so uh, that's how we build them. Now in terms of uh, multiple, multiple territory owners, yeah, we do have some franchise owners that, that own multiple territories. Um, but initially and off the bat, because we build them to be quite large in terms of marketplace size, um, most folks will come in with one. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we do it. Wow. So they need to tap into a tiny percentage of the lion share to build a very strong business here. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Again, we want to set them up for success. Wow. That's impressive. I just love to talk about how many females we have in this business. Flooring has been a male-dominated business, and 40% of our owners are female. Uh, we have a lot of couples as well. So when you're looking for a couple, I always say the, that spouse, the female, is gets our business. She doesn't want to go to the big box store. Uh, she doesn't want to go back and forth to a store Having a consultation, a designer in their home is exactly what she's looking for. So females, spouses, they get uh, our business. I I get that. Um, Yeah, I spent a small fortune doing some uh, remodeling, I don't know, three years ago, I guess, Amy. And uh, it's me, Mr. Bachelor Guy, and my rep was another Bachelor Guy. 
and the choices we came up with, with color schemes of countertop, it's clear it was two dudes that did the interior <laughs> design. I, I should have I thought that one through a little better before I did it. But Well, right. And the guy in the, in the Home Depot or the big box store, as we say, was working in painting last week. And now they're in flooring. And so yeah. we really can educate our customers. Mark, Albert said it. We see three dogs. We see four kids. We see, you know, what's happening in the home. We can guide People think they know flooring because they've watched all the shows. People really don't. And we can talk about quality and just help her to make a really good decision for, you know, floors that are going to last and that she's going to love and have the look that she's looking for as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what's fun. All right. Amy, Albert, thank you both very, very much again. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll be talking to you both soon. This concludes today's episode of Fran Talk with Success Franchise Advisors. Hey, if you're serious about exploring franchising, we'd love to talk to you. For your complimentary, no-obligation consultation, feel free to reach out anytime at info at successfran.net or visit us on the web at www.successfranchiseadvisors.com. As always, thanks for tuning in.